ಶ್ರೀಗಣೇಶಾ ನಮ ಸರಸ್ವತ್ಯ ನಮಃ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹಲೋ ಲಿಸನರ್ಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಈಸ್ ರವಿರಂಗನಾಥನ್ ವೆಲ್ಕಮಿಂಗ್ ಯು ಟು ದ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ಟಿ ಥರ್ಡ್ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಭಗವದ್ಗೀತಾ ಯಹ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಸ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಟುಡೇಸ್ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಫೋರ್ಟೀನ್ ದಿ ಮೈನ್ ಥೀಮ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಈಸ್ ಟು ಎಸ್ಟಾಬ್ಲಿಷ್ ಪರಮಾತ್ಮ ಎಬೌ ಕ್ಷೇತ್ರ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಕ್ಷೇತ್ರಜ್ಞ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಟು ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಲೈನ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಬೈ ಕ್ರಾಸಿಂಗ್ ದ ತ್ರೀ ಗುಣಾಸ್ ದ ತ್ರೀ ಫೋಲ್ಡ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ರೆಷನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ದಿ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ರೀಚಸ್ ದಟ್ ಪರಮಾತ್ಮ ಇನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಥರ್ಟೀನ್ ವಿ ಸಾ ದಟ್ ಆಲ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ದ ಪ್ರಾಡಕ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಕ್ಷೇತ್ರ ದ ಫೀಲ್ಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಕ್ಷೇತ್ರಜ್ಞ ದಿ ನೋಯರ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಫೀಲ್ಡ್ ಕಾರ್ಯಕಾರಣಕರ್ತೃತ್ವೇತುಪ್ರಕೃತಿರುಚ್ಯತೆ ಪುರುಷಸುಖಸುಖಾಣೇತುರುಚ್ಯತೆ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ಇಸ್ ದ ಕಾಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ಮ್ಯಾಟರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಪುರುಷ ಇಸ್ ದ ಕಾಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ಆಲ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪೀರಿಯನ್ಸಸ್ ನಾವು ಇನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಫೋರ್ಟೀನ್ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಎಸ್ಟಾಬ್ಲಿಷಸ್ ಹಿಮ್ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಕಾನ್ಷಿಯಸ್ನೆಸ್ ಪರಮಾತ್ಮ ಎಬೌ ಕ್ಷೇತ್ರ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಕ್ಷೇತ್ರಜ್ಞ If the cause of samsara is the attachment to the gunas of the prakriti, then what are these gunas? In what way the gunas force attachment? And how can one escape these gunas and attain moksha? And also, how to identify such a person are the questions addressed in this chapter. Since the chapter deals with the three gunas, it is aptly titled as Gunatraya Vibhaga Yoga, the chapter on the division of the three gunas. very early in his teachings in chapter 2 itself bhagavan introduced the concept of the three gunas traigunya vishaya vedah nistraigunyo bavarjanam nirdvanda nitya satvastah niryohakshema atmavan the vedas deal with the three gunas you be above these three gunas o arjuna ever remain in the sattva freed from all thoughts of acquisition and preservation and be established in the self at that time bahavan did not say anything more about the gunas next in chapter 3 as part of explaining actions he talked about the gunas in four verses he explained how guna guneshu vartanda idi matvana sajjate the gunas of prakriti is in everything and the gunas of the senses interacting with the gunas of the sense objects delude people to think that they are the doer of actions whereas all our actions without exception are performed by the gunas of prakriti and those who are deluded by the gunas of the prakriti get entangled and live an unintelligent life at the end of that chapter bahavan introduced the name of the second guna as rajas and cautioned that it is a desire it is anger arising from the passionate rajas activities all devouring greatest sin know this as enemy here in the fourth chapter as part of explaining jnana karma sanyasa yogam he explained how he is the author of the fourfold varna and how he differentiated the four varnas based on the differences of guna and karma yet as non doer he is beyond the three gunas that is he indicated that though we perform actions we can do it without getting bound by the gunas to the question whether it is easy not to get bound by the gunas in chapter 7 he explained how human beings get deluded by the gunas 
ஸ்ரீபாதிர்குணமயிர்பாவைகிர்வமிதம் ஜகத்து மோகிதம் நாபிஜானாத்தி மாம் எவ்வியப்பரம் அவ்வயம் அண்ட் தெய்வீகேஷாகுணமயி மமமாயாத்துரத்தையாம் மாமேவையே பிரபத்தந்தே மாயாமே தாம் தரந்திதே ஆல் தி வேர்ல்ட்ஸ் டெல்யூடட் பை தீஸ் நேச்சர்ஸ் கம்போஸ்ட் ஆஃப் த த்ரீ குணாஸ் டு நாட் நோ மீ ஆஸ் இன்எக்ஸாஸ்டபிள் அண்ட் சுப்ரீம் certainly this divine maya of mine made up of gunas is difficult to cross over those who take refuge in me alone come to cross over this maya for the question from where these gunas came about he said yechaiva satvika bhavaha rajasastama saschayem mattaye vetitan viddhi natvam teshu temayi whatever that is satvik rajasik and tamasik know them to proceed from me yet i am not in them they are not in me here for the first time he mentioned the names of the three gunas together subsequently in chapter 13 brought up the gunas in five verses explaining one our real nature is devoid of gunas yet their experience two all modifications and qualities are born of prakriti three the purusha seated in prakriti experiences the qualities born of prakriti four know the purusha and prakriti together with the qualities to be not born again five the supreme self is devoid of gunas in the same chapter bhagavan also explained that all that is born is produced by the joining of kshetra of the field with the kshetranya the noyar of the field and the gunas of kshetra is a cause of samsara we must be curious how can prakriti bind kshetranya and how can one attain liberation from the gunas bhagavan is ready to answer these questions in the current chapter 14 for ease of understanding i am dividing this chapter into six segments in segment 1 covering the first four verses bhagavan first prizes the knowledge that he is going to declare the knowledge is that he is the womb as well as he is the seed that is he is male as well as female he is purusha as well as prakriti segment 2 covering verses 5 through 9 gives an introduction to the three gunas and what they bind segment 3 covers verses 10 through 15 this segment explains which one among the three gunas is most powerful and which one is least powerful and what happens when sattva or rajas or tamas is predominant at the time of death Segment 4 covering verses 16 through 20 explains what kind of result each of these gunas produce what kind of value each of these gunas produce in which direction the people who abide by each of these gunas go which guna helps a person to attain bhagavan's abode in segment 5 as in chapter 2 where arjuna was curious to know how to identify the siddha prajna he is curious to know how to identify a person who has crossed over the three gunas bhagavan explains the qualities of the person who has crossed over the three gunas this is covered in verses 21 through 25 segment 6 is chapter conclusion the last two verses cover what happens when a person crosses the three gunas who is fit to attain brahman and what is the relation of bhagavan to brahman let me move into the details of the verses Bhagavan starts the chapter giving an idea of what he is going to talk about and its benefits. He says, 
I will again declare that supreme knowledge, the best of all knowledge, which having known, all the sages have attained the supreme perfection after this life. They who having refuge in this knowledge have attained to my being are neither born at the time of creation nor are they disturbed at the time of dissolution. The key word is again. He has already taught this but he is going to teach one more time. He knows listeners are not going to get the various tattvams he has been talking about in one listen. Bhavan says, I am not going to talk about apara knowledge, secular knowledge. I am not going to talk about the knowledge that keeps one immersed in samsara. Instead, I am going to talk about the one and only knowledge that shows who we really are. It is jnananam jnanam, knowledge of all knowledge. It is param jnanam, the supreme knowledge. It is uttamam jnanam, the best knowledge. It is param siddhim, the supreme power. The benefit of knowing this knowledge is that Agatamama Sadharnyam attains my unity. What is the benefit of attaining unity with Bhagavan? Sarge Apina Pajayante Not born at the time of creation as well as Pralayena Gatenticha and not disturbed at the time of dissolution. There is no more birth and death not only in this creation cycle but also from all subsequent creation cycles. There need be no fear that from unmanifest you will come back to manifest again. Oh, oh, if that is the case then I want to attain that unity. But who are you? What do you do? What is your supreme power? Where are you located? How can I attain unity without knowing all this? Mama Yonir Mahat Brahma Tasmin Garbam Tadamyaham Sambhava Sarva Bhutanam Tato Bhavati Bharatam Sarva Yonishu Kaunteya Murtaya Sampavanti Yaham Tasam Brahma Mahat Yonir Aham Pija Pradapitam Yen Karupai Mahatana Brahma Adil Garbam Nan Vaikirin Pirapu Yella Uirinangal Adan Piraka Bharatam எல்லா கருப்பையில் கவுந்தேயா உருவம் பிறக்கின்றன எவை பிரம்மா அவர்களின் பெரிய கருப்பை நான் விதை கொடுக்கும் தந்தை மை ஊம்ப் இஸ் த கிரேட் பிரம்மா இன் தட் ஐ பிளேஸ் த ஜேம் ஆஸ் எ கான்சிக்வன்ஸ் ஓ பாரதா இஸ் த பர்த் ஆஃப் ஆல் பீயிங்ஸ் வாட் எவர் ஃபார்ம்ஸ் ஆர் ப்ரொடியூஸ்ட் ஓ கவுந்தேயா இன் ஆல் த ஊம்ஸ் வாட் சோ எவர் த கிரேட் பிரம்மன் இஸ் தர் ஊம் I am the seed-giving father. In these two verses, Bhagavan is explaining that he is the element above the 25 elements of Sankhya Darshan seen in chapter 13. He is the ultimate Brahman. This is Param Siddhim, the power of the Supreme talked about in the previous verse. In chapter 13, it was said, Purusha Prakriti Staha, Purusha seated in Prakriti. There it was describing how the Purusha enjoys the qualities of Prakriti. Here it is mentioned to show the creation. My womb is the great Brahman, meaning the source of everything is Brahman. His own Maya Prakriti, made up of the three Gunas, is the womb. That is, Bhagavan says, I am Kshetra, I am Apara Prakriti, I am matter, I am nature, I am the female aspect of creation. In that Kshetra, 
I place my seed, the consciousness, my male aspect, resulting in the birth of the Hiranyagarbha, the 400 creator Brahma and all beings. I am uniting the Paraprakriti with the Aparaprakriti. I am uniting the Purusha and the Prakriti to have this creation. A metaphor is used here with the Prakriti as the feminine energy in which the Purusha, the male energy, keeps the seed to start the process of creation. When the Purusha and Prakriti come together, there is the successive manifestation of the universe and all beings. With the combination of pure consciousness and Maya Prakriti, there is the creation of Saguna Ishwaran. This causes all Jivatmas, inert and sentient, that went into unmanifestation during the previous dissolution to start coming out. The combination of sentient Purusha with the insentient Prakriti brings out the manifestation of all Jivatmas from the highest Brahma to Devas to Pitrus to humans to Asuras to animals to plants to lowest single cell life form. A mother's womb is within her. It is the womb of the Supreme means it is part of the Supreme only. It is not something different from Him. In the Maya Prakriti, He places His seed meaning His consciousness which is called the Purusha. In Chapter 13 Appreciation episode, as part of Kashmir Shaivism, we saw this as the union of Shiva and Parvati. This was explained as coming together of Shiva, the consciousness, and Parvati representing Icha Shakti, Kriya Shakti, and Jnana Shakti. It is the coming together of Purusha and Prakriti. Please note that usually Brahman refers to Supreme Paramatma, Nirguna Brahman. Here it is referred to Saguna Maya, the Prakriti, the cause of creation. Nirguna Brahman is giving to the womb of Maya its seed, its reflection. When we say the baby is a reflection of its father, it is the result of the father placing his reflection in the mother's womb. In the same way, Nirguna Brahman places its reflection in the Maya mother Prakriti. The difference is, in the birth of normal beings, there is modification of father and mother, whereas in the cosmic creation, there is no modification to Brahman. Combination of consciousness and matter is this universe. With a high proportion of Sattva and Rajoguna, life starts expressing itself. Higher the expression of Sattva Guna, there is a higher level of consciousness and awareness of that consciousness. Higher the proportion of Tamoguna, lesser the expression of consciousness. In a deep sleep state, Tamoguna is taken over. We are not conscious of our own self, though we are not dead. There is consciousness even in a stone. Just like there is no cognition of I in our deep sleep state, there is no cognition of I in inert matter. A seed has all the information about the life form it will produce. The environment is the same, soil is the same, but different seeds produce different results. Some produce shade, some produce sweet fruits, some are bitter, some produce vegetables, some produce under the earth, some produce above the earth. They have the intelligence to take whatever they need from the air and the soil and express themselves in a unique way. Bhavan says, I gave that intelligence to all beings. In chapter 10, he said, Indriyanam manaschasmi bhutanam asmi chetana. Among the senses, I am the mind 
and I am the intelligence among beings. In this great womb is placed the countless Atmas which take up forms as Jeevatmas. These Jeevatmas have been absorbed into him earlier at the end of the previous creation cycle. After a lapse of time, at the will of the Supreme, these Jeevatmas are let out again into this great womb of Brahman. Whatever be the type of the form of this life form, he is the seed-giving father. In Mamayonir Mahat Brahma, if Brahma is taken to mean the four-headed Brahma, then the verse will read as, The source of all created things is Lord Brahma, and I infuse Brahma with the life energy to do that creation. Next, we move to segment 3 that talks about how the three gunas binds us all. Sattvam rajasthama iti gunaha prakritir sambhavaham nibantnandin mahabaho dehe dehinam avyayam Sattvam rajasthamas avai yerkayil piranda gunangal Kattupattirikkirudu mahabaho udalil aliyada udalukuriyone O mighty armed, Sattva, Rajas, Tamas, these three gunas, Bana, Prakriti, bind fast in the body, the embodied, the indestructible. Sattva, Rajas and Tamas are all embedded in Prakriti. You cannot separate the gunas from the Prakriti. They are part and parcel of Mula Prakriti and all its modifications. Our body and thoughts are also Prakriti and hence they have the three gunas embedded in them. Thus, the indestructible indwelling Atma is bound easily by these three gunas. Sattva guna expresses itself as purity, knowledge, wisdom, happiness, peace, faith, austerity, excellent result, satisfaction, love, inactivity, etc. Rajoguna expresses itself as passionate activities, as positive or negative agitations. These results in attachment, ambition, change, disturbance, jealousy, pride, anger, average result, etc. There is turbulence in the mind and a tendency to do things due to Rajoguna. Tamoguna expresses itself as stability, lethargy, inertia, laziness, sleep, darkness, ignorance, grief, forgetfulness, carelessness, lack of judgment, poor result, etc. The gunas can be seen only as tendencies and not as a tangible object. These three gunas are the primary constituents of the prakriti and they are the basis of all objects. There is no separate existence of guna from the object itself. Even though guna is translated as an attribute or quality, it is not an attribute like the color of an object. The three gunas are like the three primary colors, red, blue and green. You can mix these colors to get a wide range of hues. In the same way, the three gunas go to make the personality of all beings. They influence everything about our thoughts, actions and everything else that makes who we are. Yet, in scriptures, the colors associated with the three gunas are red, white and black. White stands for peace, purity and brilliance. Red for fierceness, passion, anger, attachment and black for darkness and ignorance. When the eternal living entity which is transcendental is united with Prakriti, 
then it is conditioned and bound by these three gunas because of this individuals experience happiness or suffering because of this a person is looked at as a sattvic person or a rajasic person or a tamasic person wait a minute bhagavan in the previous chapter you taught us that the self seated everywhere in the body is not tainted if that is the case then how can that self which cannot be tainted by prakriti can be bound by prakriti if the indestructible unchanging indweller dehi within the body is seen as jivatma then it is bound within the body due to identification with the sense organs and the physical body the jivatmas believe that it itself is the physical and emotional being and suffer the limitations of the material existence and accumulate karma due to ignorance it looks like there is a binding but really it is not from a young age we are told to think good and do good but is goodness absolute and is there a danger even in this goodness sattva is goodness and purity should we not aspire for that all three gunas bind including sattva guna liberation is not getting bound by any guna therefore one has to go above sattva also if your actions are all below sattva guna then how can you be above sattva therefore always do good and support good in life but with this knowledge realize that you have to rise above sattva also so while doing good do not get attached to that action also let us see how the three gunas bind us tatra satvam nirmalatvat prakashakam anamyayam sukha sangena badnati jnana sangena chanaga ivaigalil satvam karaipadiyadadal prakasam aarogyam sugapattudalal kattupaduthum arivpattudalal paavam illadavane oh of this satva which because of its pureness is luminous and serene binds by attachment to happiness and by attachment to knowledge o sinless one sattva is described in three words nirmalatvat prakashakam and anamayam nirmalatvat is to be free from malam malam is waste or impurities sattva has no impurities it is pure any action we perform that does not produce waste is sattvic activity any action we perform that does not produce an agitation or impurity in the mind is sattvic activity prakasham light indicates light of knowledge light of wisdom transparency there is clarity in mind optimal solutions to problems come easily when a scientist or engineer's mind is deeply focused on a problem focused on knowledge then he or she is in a sattvic state of mind since sattva is transparent it does not block the illumination illumination removes the darkness and hence sattva is the cause of removing the darkness of ignorance within us anamayam is serene calm peaceful tranquil wellness undisturbed amayam is disease its opposite anamayam is no disease no sorrow in peacefulness there is no pain or discomfort or sickness or mental agitations or intellectual confusions 
hence the state of health and happiness is due to sattva while talking about sattva bhagavan is addressing arjuna as anaga sinless one as the mind becomes more and more pure and tranquil and actions are based on the spiritual knowledge there is no sin in our actions in chapter 6 we studied this as when the mind is restrained by the practice of yoga attains quietude and when seeing the self by the self the person is satisfied in their own self we have to increase our sattva guna through the choice of books we read what we listen to the food we eat the place we stay the people we interact with the type of work and entertainment on what we meditate etc to increase sattva in us most of the indian festivals and household activities have been given a religious cover but one has to be careful sattva binds us in the field of happiness and knowledge when the mind is in a sattvic state there is the experience of happiness and knowledge even the thought that i am a sattvic person is a bondage atma is beyond sukham and dukham it is beyond happiness and sorrow all those doing voluntary service work for the good and are attached to their work and take pride in their work also build their own karmas though the activity may be sattvic if you do not go above it then you will get stuck in samsara accumulation of punyam good merits is not a ticket to moksha this is a radical idea different from the western religions okay sattva binds us to knowledge and happiness it binds us to good peaceful activities or complete silence how does rajoguna bind us rajo ragatmakam vidhi trishna sanga samudbhavam tanni badnati kaunteya karma sangena dehinam rajas unarchi veri arivai தாகப்பற்றின் மூலம் அது பிணைக்கிறது கவுந்தேயா செயல்பற்றுதலால் தேகமுடையோனே ஓ கவுந்தேயா நோ தட் ரஜஸ்ட் டு பி த நேச்சர் ஆஃப் பேஷன் இட் இஸ் த சோர்ஸ் ஆஃப் தேர்ஸ்ட் அண்ட் அட்டாச்மெண்ட் இட் பைண்ட்ஸ் ஃபாஸ்ட் தி எம்பாடிட் ஒன் பை அட்டாச்மெண்ட் டு ஆக்ஷன் பேஷன் இஸ் அட்ராக்ஷன் ஆஃப் த மைண்ட் டு ஆப்ஜெக்ட்ஸ் இன்க்ளூடிங் பீப்புள் அண்ட் டு த ரிசல்ட்ஸ் ஆஃப் ஆக்ஷன்ஸ் பேஷன் இஸ் வெரி ஸ்ட்ராங் டிசையர் desires arise due to associating our happiness to external objects and people when liking is strengthened then it becomes a desire which becomes passion attachment is to something that already exists desire or thirst is related to the object that we do not currently possess and we are having a hope that sometime in future we will possess that object due to this rajoguna the person is indulging in the past with attachment and the future with the desires instead of living in the present due to the desire to have new and newer things and relationships wanting to have honor and awards and fear of losing what one already has the person is helplessly forced to act as a thirst is not quenched until we drink water the desire is not quenched until the desired thing is achieved once the desire is achieved attachment to that object takes over a new desire crops up and this whole drama is repeated thus once a person comes under the influence of rajoguna he or she can never keep quiet it binds them quickly it forces one to act helplessly we can understand that we are in rajas mode when we are propelled into action due to a desire to possess an object 
or to safeguard an already possessed object okay rajas binds us to all worldly activities how does tamas bind us that is for the next episode until that time this is raviranganathan bidding goodbye bhagavad gita yaha pashyati sapashyati yaha pashyati sapashyati yaha pashyati sapashyati om